0: Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chopwood Carry Water. I am your host, Jessica Craven. This is episode 21. It is August 10th of 2021. And I'm very glad that you're here. And I'm glad that I'm here. We made it through another week by the skin of our teeth. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here and just a couple housekeeping things before we get started. Uh, I have a newsletter called Chopwood Carry Water that is a very good companion to this podcast it comes out five days a week pretty much all year I take a week off at christmas and a week off during the summer otherwise it is always there and you can subscribe to that and also find me on all my social media platforms i'm very active on tiktok and twitter etc and you can find all of that by going to my linktree page which is bit.ly forward slash jess page b-i-t dot l y forward slash jess page uh something i forget to talk about a lot what uh you know we make our living or we meaning me royal we uh off of donations that's how i survive and i have a bunch of people who support me over on patreon and a bunch of people who support me by subscribing to my newsletter on Substack, and they pay for that. Patreon is a little bit better just uh, for tax purposes. It's it's a long story, but um, other is very appreciated. And if you like this podcast and you like what I'm doing on TikTok and uh, in the newsletter and, you know, my my in real world uh, activism, please consider subscribing, signing up to, to send a little money every month. It makes a really big difference, and... Uh, You know, it it shows me that you're out there and that you support this work, and it also just helps pay the bills. So, so that is that. And thank you to my wonderful producer Renee Culvert, who is always there, always encouraging, and always fantastic. Really, truly, a dream producer. And the last thing I will say, which I forget to say all the time and really shouldn't, is that uh, I need folks to go over to Apple Podcasts and just rate this show. It's a silly little thing that actually does make a big difference. I don't personally care, except that the actions that I am encouraging you all to do in this podcast obviously are more effective the more people do them. And so if you hear this podcast and you like it, if it makes you feel inspired or motivated or whatever, amused. Um, share it with someone, please, and and then take a moment to go onto Apple Podcasts and just real quickly, you know, give a rating, write one sentence. That really does make a big difference in the world of algorithms and, you know, amplification. Having said all of that, welcome and let's get going. We're going to start with our uh, quote of the week before we go into the gratitude list. This is a Rebecca Solnit quote that I put in the newsletter this morning. I got it from Actually, an environmental organization sent it out, and I thought it was so good that I, I sent it forward. And here it is, Rebecca Solnit, wonderful author and activist, uh, climate activist in particular. Hope is not a lottery ticket that you can sit on the sofa and clutch feeling lucky. It is an axe you break down doors with in an emergency. Hope should shove you out the door because it will take everything you have to steer the future away from endless war, from the annihilation of the earth's treasures, and the grinding down of the poor and marginal. To hope is to give yourself to the future, and that commitment to the future is what makes the present inhabitable. And that's the end of that quote. Uh, That is Rebecca Solnit saying in one incredibly eloquent paragraph what I say all the time when I say hope is an action. It's the same thing. Maybe she and I were separated at birth, but she's uh, my more brilliant sister, I will say. Amazing, amazing woman, amazing writer, and what a great quote. And I I say that this morning because, as many of you know, uh, the IPCC climate news that came out this morning was tough, right? It's tough, tough. The news is tough. It can be very easy to go straight from, I'm not doing anything and I'm tuning out, to tuning in and realizing the enormity of our problems and just going, I give up. I can't do this. And what she is saying and what I try to say all the time is that hope is not something we feel. Hope is something that we do and that right now hope needs to be quite an aggressive action. It is the axe we break down doors with in an emergency. Uh, and And that the commitment to the future is what makes the present inhabitable. I say that all the time. I take these actions because it makes... My life better, because it eases my anxiety, because it makes me feel like I'm doing something with this brief little second of time I've been given, and it it eases the anxiety. So I thought that quote was wonderful. It's going to speak to everything that we're going to talk about today. But before we go into um, our first section of uh, something that we can take a couple of actions on, I'm just going to real quick run through our gratitude list so that we have some other things to feel good about before we consider the problem once more. Okay, let's take a quick pause for some pretty music. So our list of gratitude items this week, things that yesterday's actions brought to fruition today. 70% of U.S. adults have now received at least one vaccine dose, uh, with the seven-day average of new vaccinations at its highest level since July 4th. Obvious reasons for that, but I'll take it. That is fantastic news. Next item. The National Labor Relations Board has determined that Amazon violated labor law to defeat the Bessemer Union Drive and will issue a final decision that will likely overturn the results. Let me tell you something. Have I mentioned how much I hate Amazon? I think I have. I'm kind of joking. I think I mention it all the time. I was thinking recently about a TikTok video that I could do where I just said, like, the three things that we could do that would probably be the most impactful— in terms of fixing what's wrong. And one of those three things is giving up Amazon. The other two are giving up meat and giving up cable. So that we're no longer funding Fox News. Those three things, I think if we can do them, is, uh, is an enormous personal contribution each of us can make to the uh, healing of, of our very, very sick world and uh, particularly country. So there you go. Amazon is a union buster. And uh, they're terrible. There's not a good thing I can say about them other than that they are very convenient. And we all know where convenience has gotten us. Okay, enough about that. Next item. A federal appeals court has upheld Indiana University's vaccine requirement, which is good because a whole bunch have followed from that. Biden announced this week a plan to increase fuel efficiency and speed a shift to electric cars not a moment too soon. Carissa Moore, the only native Hawaiian Olympic surfer, became the first women's gold medalist in surfing's Olympic debut. That is so exciting. Uh, An Arkansas judge has temporarily blocked Governor Asa Hutchinson's ban on mask mandates from going into effect. Thank God. The Biden administration will extend the pause on federal student loan payments through the end of January. Vermont Supreme Court Justice Beth Robinson is poised to become the first LGBTQ woman to serve on a federal circuit court. Let me tell you something. Biden's court nominees are incredible. And just because they're not Supreme Court, they're circuit courts or, or slightly lower courts, these courts matter so much. We need to be paying attention to the judiciary because the people who are placed in these positions rise up. Some of them will be. One, you know. A few of them will be Supreme Court justices, or at least nominees someday. It is wonderful to see representation and diversity starting to fill these seats. So those are some of our good news items. I know that they don't counteract all of the crappy stuff happening right now, but you know what? They give me strength to deal with the crappy stuff that's happening right now. So let's take a moment, say thank you to whatever god or higher power or you know entity you believe in or if you don't believe in any of them just say thank you to the air because gratitude is a good in and of itself no matter what the object of our gratitude is okay all right one brief pause and then we'll go on okay so in this section we're just going to talk real quickly about this ipcc report i'm not going to do a whole punditry thing on it because you all read You all get emails. Most of you are, you know, very educated. And you know uh, that the the thumbnail sketch on this thing is just that the the climate report that came out today is very, very bad. Those of us who are climate activists uh, did not see anything there that we didn't already know. For me, in fact, I hope this is, you know, provides a wake-up call to people who are still sort of snoozing in denial but I think that the writing is very much on the wall at this point, that things are accelerating even faster than the most pessimistic projections, and that is not a, that is not good. That is not good news. I'm going to try to say this as, you know, positively as I can. So, having said that, that news is very bad, but it comes at an interesting time. The timing is not bad because Congress is negotiating these two infrastructure deals, right? So, Again, I know you all have gotten these explanations from lots of other sources, so I will put it as simply and succinctly as I can. But there are the two infrastructure deals, right? There is the one that is bipartisan, that is being negotiated right now between Republicans and Democrats. It's okay. It's got some very important road and bridges stuff in it. It is, you know, it has been pared down because Republicans don't want to want anything good. Sorry, if you're a Republican, find another podcast. Um... And so, all right, but it's, it's, it looks like it may get done. That is really good. However, there is this other package that the Democrats are going to pass through this other uh, method, reconciliation. You don't need to understand too much about that, but just know that reconciliation is great because it doesn't require overcoming a filibuster. So it can get things done that otherwise could not be gotten done. And what the Democrats want to do in this, I think it's a $3.5 trillion package at this point, we're hoping to get past, we're praying to get past, is really ambitious climate action. And with this IPCC report being dropped, it just, this is where we take out that axe that Rebecca Solnit talked about, and we start slamming it into the door, is that this week we need to be calling our representatives and slamming that axe into their door, figuratively speaking. Of course, everybody, I'm a very peaceful person. But we really need to be saying to them, there is no option B. You must pass the infrastructure package with the aggressive climate action. And again, I want to really encourage you to call your representatives and not worry about sounding good. Don't worry about being articulate. Nobody is greeting you on the other end. They are tallying your call in a general way. They are writing down, this constituent is calling about climate change, you know, one climate action. That's all they're going to write. They're not going to write, oh, they stumbled over their words and they, they got the, you know, the, the syntax wrong on their sentence. No, they, they don't care. These are These are staffers. Sometimes they're interns. They are tallying. Imagine yourself as a tally mark when you call and you just are trying to put your tally mark in the right column. So we are calling. We can call and just say, hey, I'm freaking out. Like, this climate news is scary as fuck. You can curse. No, they don't. I mean, I I curse. I try to not curse at them. But, you know, it's okay. Or if you don't like cursing, don't curse. You can say, this climate news is freaking me out. Do something. If that is all you do when you call, that is fine as long as you say your name and your zip code. Because otherwise they will not tally you. Your tally mark will not go down. So. It is important that we are calling our representatives this week and hollering at them, not in a mean way at the staffers, but hollering at them to take action on climate. We are at a, a moment right now where they actually can, where it is actually possible. It is on the verge of being done. So our job is to push that boulder over the cliff, if you will, to switch metaphors midstream. Um, so if you want a script... You can say something like, I'm calling to support a big, bold climate bill now. One that invests at the scale of the crisis we're facing. And if you really want to get specific, I am sort of asking for the following things. We're asking for a clean electricity standard that cuts pollution and modernizes our grid. We're asking for 40% of funding to be directed at frontline communities. What is a frontline community? Those are people who are living closest to the spots being affected. So direct 40% of funding to frontline communities, no more subsidies for fossil fuel corporations. We are still subsidizing the oil and gas industry every year to the tune of a shocking amount of money. No more. That has to stop. And finally, we are asking for a civilian climate corps that puts people to work. So again, we're focusing on jobs and we're focusing on climate. So that's it. But you don't have to say any of that if you don't want to. You can just call and you can say, big actions now to meet this big crisis on climate, please. And I am asking if everyone could just throw in every time they call. Also, please ask President Biden to put a stop to the Line 3 pipeline. Because honestly, the time to allow new infrastructure for fossil fuels, it's over. It's done. We should not be building a new oil and gas pipeline, particularly one that is so harmful to so many communities, right? That's just no-brainer. So um, I'm adding that sort of to the end of every call. So I know the climate news is scary. It is scary. There is no denying that. But there is much we can do and there is much we must do. So I can feel fearful and take action anyway. And in fact, many would argue that that's what courage is, is, uh, is taking the action in spite of the fear. And so that's what I'm going to encourage you to do this week. Be loud. Wherever you are and whatever your platform is, use it to talk about climate action. Are you a member of the school board? Go to the school board and talk about what you can do. Are you a member of the PTA? Are you a member of your town council? Go and talk about what you can do. You know... This is going to take all of us. Okay, enough about that. I'm going to take a quick pause and we're going to come back and talk about one more thing. And then we're going to go and live our beautiful lives that we've been given. Okay, one moment. Second thing I want to talk about, it's kind of related, actually, but this is just something that I I would love your help with. This is about uh, unity. It's about standing with workers, and uh, it's about compassion. I'm, t- I'm talking about uh, the Warrior Met strike that is happening in Alabama right now. Okay, you're like, what what, what Warrior Met strike? What is Warrior Met? Okay, Warrior Met is a, uh, a, a coal mining company in Brookwood, Alabama. Now, before you say coal mining, like, coal, yeah, I know, I don't like coal. However, for one thing, This coal is mostly sold overseas and used to make steel. It is not uh, used as coal per se. It produces something called coke. I don't know anything about this stuff. But, uh, you know, until we can get a just transition for all coal miners, these people are working and and doing a very dirty and dangerous job to provide something that is in demand overseas to manufacture steel. So we're going to just set aside judgment about coal. Also, we always stand with workers, right? Like, that's my personal... Credo, as someone who has worked so many hourly wage jobs in my life, I mean, (laughs) endless, it could be a whole podcast, just me talking about my hourly wage jobs, Um, we stand with workers, right? Right. And these workers are really being crapped on. This is a strike that has been going on for months. It's been going on since April 1st, and no one's really talking about it. It's not getting a lot of coverage. You know, it's not like, I don't, know, I don't know if it's not sexy. It's coal. It's in Alabama. You know, yeah, there's definitely a part of me that's like, Alabama, Red State, you know, screw those people. But that's a bad, that's that's not an admirable part of me, and I don't indulge that part of me. These are workers who are getting the shaft and we can help them really really quickly so uh warrior met bought this mine when it was uh bankrupt five years ago and basically uh they you know kind of uh got the workers there to sign a really really bad contract because otherwise they were going to get fired they were going to lose their jobs completely and uh coal mining tends to make decent wages because again it is super dangerous super dirty very hard work uh, you know, it's the the health record for coal miners is just awful. So they generally get paid fairly well. They have good benefits usually, and this company just gave them their workers a crap contract and and said, when we start making money, you will start making money. Well, Warrior Met is now making money, lots of it. They're very profitable, and yet they refuse to do anything for their workers who are working these terrible, terrible long hours, no overpay, no holiday pay. It's a, it's a whole thing. So. Warrior Met making lots of money, workers are not, and the, and the coal miners decided, after, you know, consulting with their union, the United Mine Workers, uh, that they were going to go on strike. And, you know, I don't need to tell you how hard it is to go on strike, or how, how what a risk that is, and, and how much they lose by doing this, but they did it. They felt they had to. And they have been striking 1,100 of them. This is a lot of people um, for since April 1st. And Warrior Met has been behaving horribly since that time. They have been driving pickup trucks into the lines of people on the picket lines. They have um, had armed surveillance on the strikers all the time. They have had them arrested. They have refused to negotiate in good faith. And so here's how we can help. Because when we come from the outside as people on, you know, I'm in California, you know, people in other states, people on the coasts, people call and say, hey, I see what you're doing. Like this is not just this is not just Alabama noticing this. I notice this. Warrior Met, by the way, their largest shareholder is BlackRock. Some of you may have stock in BlackRock. Some of you may, you know, have your money in BlackRock funds. Use that leverage. So, so BlackRock is one of the the people, the the organizations we're gonna um target, but also Warrior Met themselves, and also. We are, um, I am asking if people can donate five or ten bucks to the strike pantry. There is a strike pantry that is being organized by a few uh, wives of the strikers. And they are basically helping to feed and clothe these workers and their families and the children. Um, They're buying them back to school stuff. I mean, this is, you know, they've got nothing extra. So, um, we can also call our senators and our House representatives and say, Hey, pay attention to this strike in Alabama. Stand with them, express support for them, and pass the PRO Act, which is a a wonderful bill that's already passed in the House waiting in the Senate, so that workers can finally get the fair treatment they deserve. So this is all in a document that I have put together because I love to put together a document. So if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash I stand with minors, all lowercase, I stand with minors, M-I-N-E-R-S um you will find a document that's got you know scripts and phone numbers and the link for the the strike pantry i'm going to try to get some email addresses in there soon so we can also write to these companies but this is a moment where our raising our voices is really important let's stand with these workers because ultimately every worker is fighting the same basic battle right we just want fair pay decent work conditions and and when we all rise up together And fight when we don't get those things you know one of us can stand with all of us and vice versa and we become very powerful so so that's my little talk on warrior met spread the word and um you know let's try to hold these uh companies feet to the fire and see if we can get some help for uh the wonderful hardworking strikers in alabama okay i'm gonna take a break and then i will send you out with a quick little pep talk and we will be done for the week Okay, everybody. So I'm going to close up with the same uh, quote that I started with. Why not? Hope is not a lottery ticket. You can sit on the sofa and clutch feeling lucky. It is an axe you break down doors with in an emergency. Right? Hope should shove you out the door. So let's let hope shove us out the door this week. These are not big actions to take. They're fairly... Minor, they're small, they won't take a lot of time. But miracles happen when we raise our voices, right? We know this, we have seen it. Our gratitude list tells us. So let's raise our voices this week one more time and try to help make the world better, make conditions better, make our representatives better, and let us trust that hope is an action. And if we take that action, we can build. A world worth having hope in. Okay? I am proud of you. I thank you for being here. I thank you for staying till the end of this episode. I look forward to being with you again next week. And let's go out there and chop wood and carry water one more time and build a better country and world for all of us. Talk to you next week. We're invisible.